0: Hey, welcome back hey, to Content is Profit. I have a question for you. What would you achieve you if you weren't afraid of being podcast. laughed at? In the age of gotcha culture, people are terrified to do anything that might be laughed at. Steve Sims is the exact opposite. In Go for Stupid, The Art of Achieving Ridiculous Goals, Steve teaches you how to ignore what everyone else thinks to go for big, stupid, ridiculous goals. From organizing private dinners in front of Michelangelo's David, to securing a tour of SpaceX led by Elon Musk himself, his accomplishments always start with the same questions. How far can I take this? What will make this stupid achievement? Steve examines famously stupid goals in history, the key habits of successful people, and lessons from his. Own career to help you let go of your fear and get out of your own way. Once you go for stupid, you open the door to the life you always dreamed about. Let's go! In today's episode, we bring you back the interview that we did with Steve Sims, the author of "Go for Stupid." So have fun and enjoy. Here we go. We've got some. Hey, fresh I'm new Luis. Talent and I'm Luis, so you and you're listening before. to the Content is Profit podcast.
1: Today we have such an awesome and special episode: the power of "I can." How to make things happen? Ooh,
0: so good! So good. I, know. I, I my, 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 my. The books I'm reading right now are all about, around this topic, so I cannot wait to do this. Fancy? Do we have a
1: sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank you for asking, good sir. And today's Thank sponsor you. is your own the biz bros yes we sponsor our own podcast with content momentum and you might be asking yourself what is content momentum well if you produce a long-form piece of content just like this one and the what like this one like you're listening to or watching right and you want to turn it into value pack bite-sized assets you need a modern media team that comes into your business and helps you out with your content guess what We're those team. We're those people. So we want to help you out. Slide into the DMs at Biz Brosco on Facebook, on Instagram. That's
0: right, guys. And don't forget to follow the podcast in your favorite platform. Go ahead and also follow us on social media at Biz Brosco, where all the golden boulders are being published every single day, multiple times a day. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Fancy, your last ones. Let's go.
1: Well. I think you forgot the part about them. Oh, no, no. You actually did it. Good job. job. (laughs) I think I've been drinking too much coffee today. I've been drinking too much coffee. But guys, (laughs) we only have one ask for you. And the ask is if you find value in today's conversation, if today's guest is helping you get one step closer to your goal, or it can help somebody that you know move one step closer to your goal, please, please don't forget to share this episode. And leave a five-star review. Thank you.
0: Welcome to another week and another day of content is profit. Let's go. Today we have royalty in the house. Have you ever had a wild dream like maybe working with Sir Elon John or Elon Musk? Well, today's guest is the one that makes those wild dreams happen.
1: All right. Today's guest is widely known as the real life Wizard of Oz. His skill for making things happen allowed him to build the world's leading experiential concierge firm. How freaking amazing is that? Hmm? I think it's more amazing that the fact that you were able
0: to say that. I uh, appreciate it. Right. <laughs> He's probably one of the most well-connected men on this planet. His daily job is to make the impossible possible. Oh, and not to mention that he has one of the most epic goatee's in the world. Is that the secret to his success? Well, we discovered that today.
1: Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Please welcome the real-life Wizard of Oz, author of Blue Fishing, and content is Profit Royalty
2: STEAMS! <laughs> How you doing guys? Pretty What's good up? Steve! <laughs> Steve you... Go ahead
1: Fuzzy. go ahead, go ahead.
0: Go ahead.
1: I-, I wanted to say, Steve, I usually don't get this nervous, right? And today I was like, man, like this epic goatee, you know? It's like, I, I-, I can feel the pressure today. And that's why in the intro I was a little bit rambling here and there. But I am well, we are so excited to have you here. So thank you, Steve.
2: That's a pleasure to be here. The beard's going a little bit funny. We've got a bit of rain here in Los Angeles. So I'm having a bad beard day.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, Steve, in my life, that will be an epic beard day because I cannot grow anything more than this for people yep. listening. Go go watch. But again, we're extremely honored to, to have to have you here. And you know, I when we were looking at your information, the thing is like I make things happen mm. and you know, maybe like, let's hear a little bit of a backstory. How does this like journey began, right? Like, why are you so passionate about these things and, and helping people make things happen? Cause I feel like this is such a, like a point, uh, for every entrepreneur, right? Like they struggle sometimes with executing things and doing things. Right. So, so how does this whole story with you started?
2: It starts the way every entrepreneur starts. Um, you see entrepreneurs, We're pissed off. We're aggravated. Um, And that's how we make things happen. Any of the best, well, any entrepreneur out there starts by being angry about how things happen. So then they go and create a way that it should work. You know, Elon Musk was bothered by the way it took so long to wire money that he invented PayPal. He was disgruntled why people weren't going into space. So he re-engineered the space industry, and then we got people like Richard Branson, who was bothered the way people were getting music. He invented Virgin. So every entrepreneur starts by being angry at the way something's done, and they mm. create a solution. Now, for me, I grew up. You know, I didn't have any money. I lived in a you know, pretty rough neighbourhood in London, and I thought to myself, "How how come I've got no money?" And it seemed like other people did. So I wanted to find out how people had money. So I started building a business to, to have people come to me. And I wanted a business that would attract rich people purely and simply so I could turn around and go, hey, how come you're rich and I'm not? So I never went out to build a concierge firm. I went out to build a reason to have those conversations. And I noticed a lot of, along, along the way that most entrepreneurs, we get aggravated, we develop, we disrupt, and then we get scared. We get frightened to yeah. try the next thing. We get intimidated to talk to the rich person. And so I suddenly noticed that the reason we are being held back from our full exponential growth is fear and panic and intimidation. So I was too stupid to be frightened. I was too ignorant to be intimidated. So I ended up doing these magical things for powerful people. And now this is what I teach. This is what I coach. This is what I speak on. Getting people to actually go for stupid, not what they feel they can achieve.
1: Wow. I, I, I love that. Go for stupid. I think that that that's a pretty cool statement. You know, I, I agree. I mean, sometimes we got to act, act reckless because there's, you know, there's something on that other side that if we would be way <laughs> too cautious, probably we would never get to. So I, I love that. And I love the examples that you gave, right? Like we, we entrepreneurs start, start from, from anger, that place of frustration with something, and then they go and and create I think incredible. it's amazing. And when you were talking on how you were angry at why these people have what they have, and I don't have that, right? And you started this business mainly to have conversations with those people. Guess what? It made me relate to what we're doing here today, my brother and I, with you, honestly, because we, we started the podcast in a way to connect with the people that maybe we wouldn't have the chance to connect with and we're here sitting with you today steve so that that is amazing I, I i'm like wow this is so great
0: uh by the way you got uh steve you know you got an arsenal fan over there you got a gunner so are you are you arsenal or or a tottenham fan just say
2: I'm going to upset you here because I'm a rugby boy. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a soccer <laughs> football guy, so we're safe. There'll be hey. no argument here. I, I, uh, th- I think okay. I
1: kind of knew that because of the goatee, you know. You, you Yeah, I was like, he he must be a rugby guy.
0: Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. We got to connect you with the Aussies. Aussies, oi, 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 and uh, <laughs> go over there. Hey, well, Steve, you know, I love one of the things that you mentioned there that might have, like, fun under the radar was that when you started the business, you were like, I'm immediately going to go with the people that have money, right? You're the people that can actually, you know, uh, provide or pay for whatever service I'm, I'm providing at the time, right? And have those margins. A lot of entrepreneurs, when they start, especially on the online world, we lived it. We were there, um, you know, five years ago. and And it took us this mental jump to go and be like, okay, I just need to first charge more or solve bigger problems or do this, right? And everybody's like, why, when people are starting, why would they go selling a $7 product, right? When they quit their job and they're like, I need to sell that like $7 product. For example, for us, our journey was we started with a, with a, you know, recurring service that's allowing us to build the margins, to build a team so we can fit in the resources back into our business, right? So why do you think that is? Why do, do you think people go to that lower ticket? And how can they start going to, you know, immediately right off the bat, Serving people that might be able to pay or afford whatever service, whatever product they wanted to they, they want to provide.
2: So you bring up a a, a very very valuable um, question that is probably the answer to everything. Um, as as human beings, we get intimidated really easily. That's why I say go for stupid, go for something that's laughable. Elon Musk told me that they laugh at you just before they applaud, okay? So go for the ridiculous. Also, what you've got to understand is that Apple, um, Elon's company, Tesla, SpaceX, Gigafactory, and Google, they have moonshot departments. These are departments of people that are there to dream about what's gonna happen in the future. They actually pay people to lay on the floor, draw pretty pictures, and dream of things for the future, and then reverse engineer them. But as people, we don't want to dream about these things. We're scared of looking silly. So what do we do? We go for things that we think are achievable. Well, if you've never done anything brilliant in your life, how do you know what's possible? And here's the, here's the thing that you brought up, and it's really annoying people focus on the checkbook or the invoice or the price tag before they focus on the value Mm -hmm. now for me i thought to myself if i'm going to sell a service if i'm going to sell a product if i'm going to invoice someone the first thing i want to do is have a conversation with someone that can see the value and will never be concerned with the price tag Mm. I am baffled by how many people, they will build a $500 service and a brilliant value and a brilliant solution to someone's problem. And then the first thing they do after they've established it is they work out a payment plan that people can use. I don't want to, I have zero payment plans. No, actually, I lie. I have one payment plan. Pay me up front and I'll do it. That's my payment plan. (laughs) But I'm stunned how many people, because they've been poor, like how many times have you guys been broke?
1: Many Um, times. Many
2: times. That's what happens to entrepreneurs. It's like a heartbeat, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And so we know what it's like to have no money and it stinks. So why should we market to people Mm -hmm. that have no money? You know, it just doesn't make sense. They can sit there and they go, oh, I'd like that content. Oh, I'd like to do that. Oh, I would like, but I don't have any money. Great, I'm glad you like it. Come back to me when you do. I'm not going to sit there and work out a payment structure because that shouldn't be my problem. Market your solution to people where paying the price tag will not be the problem. And then the only conversation you're having is how much value you bring and how much of a solution you are to that person. That's what you should focus on. Mm -hmm. And I'll finish with this. Anyone that's got a pen and paper out there, write this bitch down. If you are arguing over the price of your service, it's because you've failed to demonstrate the value.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Yeah, uh,
0: golden boulder moment the, obviously incredible like for the la- for the last five minutes um uh, we needed to hear this like i think everybody right now you know live or yeah. when they listen to the audio needs to hear that because sometimes it, it, it does happen right when people start so thank you for being so honest and so clear on what the message is i uh, i wrote down here the one payment plan that's it yeah. only option right, right. that's it
1: <laughs> steve I, i'm pretty curious right now because you know, we we started talking about go for stupid, right? Like they'll laugh at you before they, uh, before they applaud you. And now we're talking about the the pricing, delivering the value uh, that we should focus on those people that actually see the value. So payment doesn't actually become an objection, right? Yep. But when I'm seeing those two for me, and and I'm playing a little devil's advocate here because Trust me, I'm on your side. I'm like deliver value and have no payment plans except the, the one payment plan, right? Um, and But I'm seeing a gap because I'm putting myself where we were maybe about a year and a half ago, right? That, that we, we had this need for selling and we, we had this need of, hey, we need to get out of the broke space in our life. But when we're talking about goat for stupid, right, and charging these prices with the value, I feel like there is some long-term success in there that might not be appealing for the short-term short term mindset of the broke mindset of the, I need something to happen right now so I can get out of this situation of my life. How do you go about facing that? How, or how do you go about telling people how to face that, right? How do you help them move past that
2: point in their, in their mindset? So you answered it. You, if you rewind this conversation, you said a few years ago, we placed ourselves in a position, you know, mm-hmm. 90% of the time, in fact, a hundred percent of the time, let's not piss around. Everything that we do is a result of what we do. Okay. Everything that we're going to do and everything we achieve is based on 100% of where we place ourselves. We get more opportunities when we are prepared to receive more opportunities. Mm. We can create a greater impact when we put ourselves in a position to put out more impact. So it's all us. Everything's about us. When you get a contract, when you get a client that pays your invoice, When you start getting media attention, followers, conversations, engagements, it's because of you. Mm. You are the one that first of all has to do that. And here's the reason why a lot of people don't. And it's very simple. They're scared of being laughed at. Mm. Now, here's the daft thing. You guys are freaks. Okay. I'm a freak. Entrepreneurs. We're freaks. We're different, okay? And we don't we don't communicate well with the people around us because here's the danger. Here's the downside. You're an entrepreneur. You sit in your coffee shop or you sit in the bar and you have your mates around you that you've had for 10 years and you sit there and you go, I don't like the way this is done. I'm thinking of doing this, 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 this. And your mates around you, what do they do? They laugh at you. They go, Lewis, you, you can't do that. You're going to do a podcast? You're going to have 500 episodes? How many people, when you said you were going to do this podcast, how many people giggled at you?
1: Oh, so many. We still do. We still do. still, still, do. still,
2: still happens. <laughs> They're yeah, yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> but there's a lot of people there going, you had 500 conversations with with creative disruptors, and they're jealous, okay? Yes. You see, the problem is today, there are more of those that can't than can. So when you're stood there and you come out with an idea and you go, hey, I'm going to send people to the Titanic. I'm going to close a museum in Florence and have a table at the feet of Michelangelo's David. I'm going to do a drum lesson with Guns and Roses. I'm going to, when you're telling people you're doing that, there are so many people out there that are laughing at you. And one of the reasons they're laughing at you is because they don't actually want you to succeed. Because then it's going to prove how inadequate they are to do the same. Wow. And people don't want Miracle. that. People don't want to, people don't want to be shown up. So they jeer at you, they laugh at you, they ridicule you. Bearing in mind when Elon Musk was launching his space program, he had just sold his banking empire of PayPal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now listen to this. The guy had zero qualifications in space travel. Zero. None. And he nearly went bankrupt because of the amount of money he put in SpaceX. And he was creating so much of a disturbance and a disruption that NASA hired a team to publicly humiliate him and would often release statements like, there's no room in space travel for civilians. This Mm. is a, 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 a specialist market. We don't have room for people playing at it. These are the kind of things they would say about Elon, and then for space for NASA to actually continue its exploration, who did they then retain to build all of the transportation? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, that NASA doesn't have 10 companies building rockets, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't have 10 companies building. A uh, haulage vessels for its uh, satellites. It doesn't have ten different providers; it has one. If Elon didn't build SpaceX, NASA would not be able to do what it's doing now. So they Ooh. laugh at you just before they applaud, and people are scared of being laughed at. All the successful people in the world: Walt Disney, Ford, Apple, Microsoft, SpaceX, Tesla, PayPal. All of those companies did not care about you laughing at them. So for all of you out there, all of you entrepreneurs that don't fit, well, let me let you know, you weren't meant to fit. You were meant to dominate.
1: Yes, absolutely. Hey, I-, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love this. Team. I, I'm
1: loving this. I'm curious around in your life, when did you discover – you know, you were you were different than the rest. When did you discover that you wanted to, you know, do special things and and build these experiences for for other people? Right? Um, was was there a moment at all that you remember that yeah. that was like a, it clicked for you? There
2: were there were a couple of times. I remember again being pissed off and disgruntled because I would sit at a bar with my mates. And I'd say, my God, I hate this. You know, why can't we do something different? And my mates would laugh at me. Hmm. And then I would go home angry that nothing's changed. And then the following night, I'm back in the pub with them. And it's the same shit. (laughs) But no one was willing to change it. And it was starting to get me aggravated. So I Hmm. noticed then that maybe... I was talking to the wrong people. Mm. And that's a a horrible revelation when you look at your mates and you suddenly realize, I'm sorry, boys, but we're different. And I remember one day, one day, they validated it. And sadly, I say sadly, but changed my entire relationship with my boys. Mm. And I went into. We'd gone out riding on motorbikes, and we'd turned up at this um, little village just outside of our town. And we walked into this village pub, and in this pub was a guy that we all know, we all knew locally, and yeah. he was he was a, a very successful. I, I remember at the time thinking he was basically Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Richard Branson. <laughs> Elon all wrapped into one. <laughs> but here was the daft thing. He was he was known in our area because he had the latest sports car. It wasn't a Ferrari. I don't even remember what it, it wasn't even as good as that. But he had a sports car. He yeah. always had the pretty girl in the town as his girlfriend. And this guy owned the local gas station and supermarket. <laughs> Okay, now for me, in my end of town, this was like the richest guy known to mankind. Hmm. And I remember I walked into this uh, um, into this pub and we we all knew this guy's name. He was like the local hero. Um, And one of my friends turned around and went, oh, that's so-and-so over there. And he stood there with a buddy and a pretty girl. And I'm stood there with two ugly bikers and a crash helmet. And. I thought to myself, well, if he's rich, I'm going to want to talk to him. Mm. And so without thinking, and I believe that I've got a greater I can than an IQ and too many people think too much. Mm. So without thinking, yeah, I walked over to the guy, I put my hand out and I went, Hey, how you doing? I'm Steve Sims. I hear you're so-and-so. And that was it. Yeah, And he turned around and he said, well, I'm just getting a beer. Um, do you want a beer? <laughs> and I realized I didn't have to pay for a beer. So I'm thinking <laughs> myself, I've already won the lottery. I haven't got to pay for beer. Yeah. And this was in the days when all I ever had was enough for like two or three beers. And then I yep. had to go home. Mm. So straight away, I've just got a free beer. Yeah. This was success. <laughs> um, and then it happened. This single moment that everything in my world changed. I turned around to my buddies to find out if they wanted a beer. And do you know the funny thing was? They were at the opposite end of the bar, leaning up against the wall. Here I was getting a free beer oh. from this millionaire. And they're at the other They didn't venture to get into that conversation. In fact, quite the opposite. I don't think they could have found an area of the bar that was further away from this opportunity. Mm. If it had been designed, I now had a free beer. I was already ahead. Even if he said, there's your free beer. Now please go away. I'd already won, but he didn't. He was like, why did you come? And we started chatting and we got into a conversation. I was like, why did you buy a supermarket and a gas station? And he said, it's easy because everyone needs gas and everyone needs food. He said, recession, up, down, I'm good. And I was like, well, why did you do it? When did you do it? And I was like an interview, but I was like an excitable little kid. I never paid for any of my beers. My boys went home because they were bored waiting for me. And I realized that night I was not the same as the boys I was riding around with. I had more in common with this guy. And the thing that people don't realize is you can have a successful mindset without a big bank account. Mm. But you can't have a big bank account without a successful mindset.
1: Wow. That is that is very powerful. I, I absolutely love that story, Steve. I, I, I'm thinking about it. It's like how many times, you know, I feel like we feel bad to sometimes detach from those group of friendships because of the sunk cost, right? Like all that we have invested into those friendships, but at the end of the day is a saying of you are the average of the five people you surround yep. yourself with, right? And if we find ourselves in that constant circle that is not looking to succeed, is not looking to evolve, is not looking to learn new things, right? Um, to go to stupid, Right then we're going to stay in the same place as forever. And I, I love this story because you are what you, literally what you claimed, a greater I can than a greater IQ. You're just like, I just took action. I just yeah. took that first step into the uncomfortable and then you had all these realizations, all these epiphanies that led to many more successes. So I, I find that amazing and I was watching on your website the the launch video for your book, right? And the first thing that came to mind was this about you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with because i started seeing in your video that you had people like uh, jim quick was in there right? right caleb maddox and his dad was there uh daniel de was there and and many more i'm sure all of them right are people that are that have this successful mindset whether that had whether they had the big bank account or not Everybody in there had that successful mindset that you're talking about. And I found that extremely surprising, uh incredible, and at the same time inspiring because it's like, you know what? Like, it is never too late to go and make this type of friends and and, and put yourself outside of, of your circle and look for growth opportunities. So I feel like your story is, is incredible in the sense that it it gives people permission to put themselves in those situations.
2: Yeah. Well, I noticed. Your statement of you are the five friends that you are, uh, that you're with, okay? I hadn't heard that because it was like, you know, 50 years ago. (laughs) But I realized that you are the room you're in. Mm. And so even though they weren't your friends at the time, start changing the room you're in. Now, the good thing about today is that the room you're in can be a Facebook group. I've got a a Facebook group called An Entrepreneur's Advantage with Steve Sims. It's a free of charge Facebook group, but you can change the room and the crowd you are in purely by being on a different Facebook group today. So it's so easy. I decided that I wanted to evolve, using your word, by changing the room that I was in. Because if we didn't evolve we'd still be shitting in our pants and eating baby food. We have to evolve just because we get to a point where we have buddies. You've got to look Mm -hmm. at yourself and go, hang on. How am I evolving? How am I growing? And if you find that you are actually being held back by these people, then I'm sorry, they're no longer your friends. They're now an anchor. And that's when and it's tough. That's when you've got to turn around and go, i got to get different friends. I've got to change the room that I'm in. I have to evolve. And I'm going to give you a statement that a friend of mine gave me years ago, a friend called Joe Polish. He said to me that the definition of hell is to meet the man or woman you could have been. Yeah, that really shook me when he told me that. I take every opportunity. I take every chance. I take every risk. And I take every smack and scar that comes along with it when it goes wrong. But I will not miss out on an opportunity because I don't want hell to come true. I want to be someone's definition of hell. I want someone to turn up, meet me, and go, hang on a minute. You didn't go to college. You were a bricklayer from London, yet you've worked with the Pope. You know, I want people to go, I'm the definition of that of their hell because I didn't hold myself back. I had no good education, yet I spoke and lectured at Harvard twice. Wow. So as far as I'm concerned, i I could be someone's definition of hell yeah. by them not taking a chance.
0: I was gonna ask you, Steve. I was gonna be like, well, first of all, powerful, here. powerful, and I was gonna ask you, like, how do people go from from not taking action to taking action, right? Like, we we ha- we have a scene here on a hash table where it's like where you actually go ask for the things that you want, right? It's a Venezuelan expression, right. but i i think they just need to hear that quote one more time of the definition of hell and that's it man like i it got me goosebumps i'm like oh that has to be something that we put like in the walls anywhere where you read it every day and that's gonna push you to to that action right like for you your first time you the story is wonderful like you too you took action is there a framework that you teach like for people that want to do it because it is an intimidating thought right on the with the, even with the people that you're with or with the room that you sit in right it can be really intimidating right even sometimes that's your family right like for us for the longest time was you know our dad the the, the mental the mental place might be very different and we love and we adore him and you know we still we have a great relationship with him right but the fact that the the way on how we were doing or how we were growing in our business was very far away from where he grew up or what he taught us right and that was a scary thought so you know as we start wrapping up this this interview today what it what what is that like what are those steps that people can take right like do they have to like just suck it up and be like hey if you are identifying with an entrepreneur if you feel like this is the way you just have to go ahead and do it or is it a different way
2: no it's that way um i i'm a great believer See, let me ask you this: Would either of you guys call yourself selfish?
1: No. No. Why? Well, because uh, personally, I don't think we're just doing what we're doing for us. Like we enjoy seeing the people that we work with succeed, and you know, I feel like we share everything, honestly.
2: <laughs> so, is is selfish a negative thing?
1: Uh, no. I don't think it's a negative thing either.
0: I I used to think it was. Yep. And then right. that, that has changed a lot over time.
2: So it's a trick question, but it's the one to get your mind thinking. You yes. see, we we're, we're taught as we as we grow up, when our mum and dad turns around and says, "Hey, don't be selfish. Share your toys. You know, don't be selfish. Share your candy. You know." <laughs> So we grow up thinking, okay, selfish, that's a bad thing. We don't want to be selfish, Mm -hmm. all right? I'm very, very selfish. And here's the thing. When you get on a plane and the plane takes off and the air steward or stewardess stands up, when was the last time you heard her say, hey, in the case of an emergency, and the oxygen mask falls down, when was the last time you heard her say, hey, don't be selfish, stick it on someone else's first <laughs> before you? Yeah. yeah, That's never happened. Yep. Never. You see, I can't help you up if I'm weak.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I can't educate and coach and promote and have you do great things if first of all, I can't be that person. So you have to realize straight off the bat, this is your game. This is your family. This is your life. This is your relationships. Focus on being strong so that you can then, from a position of strength, help other people be strong.
0: Mm. Yes.
2: And that's what I do. So I focus on, okay, like my family. My family and let's be blunt, most people's family, they never grew up with what we have now. Mm -hmm. They couldn't foresee what we had now. You know, My family can't, can't even imagine the things that I get up to. So now I'm in a position of strength to go back to them and help them. Just because they couldn't be who I was, I'm now in a position of strength to be able to go back and say, hey, thank you for doing what you did, you know? Yeah. Now I want to help you. I think that what you've got to do is you've got to start looking at being selfish as a position of empowerment. Mm-hmm. You see, you've mm-hmm. now got 500 episodes. You've now got a reputation. You've now got branding. You're now in a position of strength to help other people. But for everyone out there, I ask you make sure your ship is tight and won't sink before you take passengers on board. It's as simple as that. I think being selfish is a position of empowerment before you do good to other people.
1: Wow. I I love that. I love that. You know, I I remember very early on in, in school, I heard a teacher say, you need to help yourself before you can help others. And I've always had this conflicting thought between helping others and helping myself first right because it's like well i do want to help others but i don't feel like i'm in the position to do so at certain moments right and there's like that dissonance right there and then that that just creates so much internal conflict and i love how you express that just being selfish is you know you're giving permission to yourself to to empower yourself to then go and, and help others i think that is a an incredible message. I personally needed to hear that. And I'm sure many other people do as well.
2: Good. Yes. So being selfish.
1: I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I know. It's
0: like, Fonzie. can I, can I have some of that, you know, candy you got there? He's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> um, earn it.
1: that's right
0: do do five push-ups okay um all right steve so wrapping up the show this has been wonderful incredible thank you so much for for the time and your lessons and your stories man i think we could do like part two part three part four you know eventually over time we'll we'll get to do those uh one of the questions that we like to ask is you know what is that one first step to to gain momentum what is an action point that people can uh, can do to start making things happen. And, you know, we talked about start being selfish. I think that's a really powerful one. Uh, is, is there anything else that you want to share on that, on that note?
2: Um, I think it would be to stop planning, start doing. Too many people plan for perfection. They're going to launch a business, a service, a product, and they sit down with a piece of paper and they start calculating it. They start planning it. They start mm-hmm. projecting it. There's not a single business plan in the planet. In 2019, they said, hey, we're going to do really well for a year, and then we're going to have to shut down because of a, of a worldwide pandemic. There's not a single business plan that said that. So if you think you're going to start a business, find someone that's got that problem and see if your solution works. Hmm. And then try and find two people. Screw the business plan. Screw the pretty business website focus on the solution and focus on who's got that problem that you are now the solution to
0: ah, start
2: love doing, it. stop planning.
0: Uh, love it. love it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we cannot agree more because that's exactly how we started our business. That that's exactly <laughs> how it has evolved. And over the last like five years. So we are on your side on this one. And I feel like a lot of people get so hung up on, on that. So Thank you. It doesn't come from yeah. us, guys. It comes from Steve Sims. Just say so you know, be, you know, his work with incredible people. So please listen to him. That you know, and then also listen to us at some point. Uh, Steve, okay. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, where? Where will you be if you? And I know. We know you have your book. You know. We know that you're very active on social. You have your Facebook group. You have your community. You've been out sharing your message. You know. Where will you be if you do
2: not publish? If you don't put yourself out there? Yeah, you got. You got to get out there. You. If you've got, and this is where where the selfish bit comes, I didn't like the way people were doing business. So when I released my book, when I did Sims Distillery, when I did uh, The Entrepreneur's Advantage, I did it for selfish reasons that I wanted people to start doing more for themselves Mm -hmm. so I could associate with other creative disruptors. I'm helping people get uncomfortable, then conquer, which gives me a better world that I want to live in.
1: Yeah. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Whew. We're going to have to re-listen to, to this like seven, 70 times. 70. Very specific. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> very
1: specific. <laughs> very, indeed. very,
0: very specific indeed. Yeah. Uh, dude, Steve, I don't know. Fonse, do you have anything anything else before we ask people where I to mean- find you?
1: Yeah, the thing I'm gonna ask people to do is to go to Amazon right now and go look for the book Blue Fishing and add it to your cart and then go and click the checkout button, buy it, <laughs> read it, so you can, you know, get into Steve Sim's world. I already did it. We, the book is already on the way, Steve. So I'm excited to to just Two yeah. Copies. Well, oh, no, okay. one copy for me, so yeah. I'll I'll go back and order a second one for you're you. Be, you're being selfish. Good, good, good job. You're following exactly. Okay. Thank you, Steve, for advice already. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Steve, I, I'm so grateful for this conversation. I think today you, you know, by following your own rule of being selfish, you just empower a lot of people to take on to take on some imperfect action and start moving forward.
2: Good, yeah. good. I, I hope you do it, boys.
1: Yeah.
0: Steve, you, Steve, where where can people connect with you? Where where's the best way to get involved with with you, with your company, with what you're doing, what you're teaching?
2: Well, the way to get uh, taught by me and to actually chat with me is uh, probably through simsdistillery.com. Yeah, you can go on stevedsims.com or find me on Instagram, Facebook, Steve D. Sims. I'm everywhere, but uh, probably the easiest way to communicate with me and get a bit more disruptive and conquer is at simsdistillery.com.
0: Awesome. We're gonna leave all those links right in the description. All you gotta do is scroll down, click it, go there, connect, and uh, go learn and execute and conquer. And oh, this is this has been so incredible. Yes. Any Steve, any
2: last thoughts before we let you go? No, nope, just do it and stop thinking. Let's go. It,
0: with that, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Biz Bros Co.
1: That is right. And if you feel empowered after this talk with Steve, please don't forget to share this episode and and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.